When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back into the Savage Situation podcast. It's your host here, Adam Savage. Good to have you guys here. And we've had such an amazing couple of seasons. We're back with a third season. Now I have a co-host every week, Ian Chambers. And we've got so much coming your way. And we have guests coming on. We're talking about the gaming world as well as, you know, things like online, lifestyle, sport as well. So it kind of encapsulates kind of everything that we like. And we hope you guys enjoy it as well. Now, one thing that's really going to help grow the show and expand to a bigger audience and broaden its horizons is if you guys do leave a review. It's really important to subscribe and follow to make sure you never miss an episode but reviews are so key to getting us as high up the charts as humanly possible so that everyone can hear our brilliant podcast that you guys obviously a massive part of as well uh, do make sure to leave a five-star review if you can that'd be amazing with a comment as well and hopefully it'll boost our show to outer space and beyond enjoy this new episode it's a banger if i do say so myself i would say that though but genuinely enjoy Hello, you lot. Welcome back into the Savage Situation Podcast. Great to have you here. It's me, Sav, and my boy, Ian. Mate, um, how are you, buddy? I'm good. As you can see, I'm not in my studio once again. I'm, I'm, I tend to be here, there, and everywhere. And once again, I am in a radio studio for the first time in a year since the pandemic hit. I'm doing a bit of uh, a breakfast show over in the East Midlands in the UK at the minute. So that is why I'm sitting in a very weird, maybe somewhat outdated radio studio right now. Do you know what I always, I always think with radio, I always imagine it is like you are, when you're doing like a, an, uh, even if you're doing like a breakfast TV show, whatever, you start yeah. early in the morning. It's like, hey, we go live at six, but get here at two. It's like, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> mental cool times. Yeah. Uh, but I love it. Um, mate, I, I'm so excited for this. We, we obviously, um, the last couple of episodes, we've had uh, Lebanon, we've had Stevie mm. on as well, which has been so good. Back yeah. to you, me, this week. We've got lots of big ones, I guess, planned coming forward. But I was, I was thinking about our last episode that we did together um, before we had uh, guests join us. Yeah. And we talked about a story that was pretty was pretty prominent at the time. We were kind of like, you know, particularly you were kind of losing your nut over it because we, we saw that Super Mario 64 sold for, I think it was $1.5 million. And yeah. you and I were like, I can't believe it. The week before was like Zelda at like 875 grand yeah. mental money. And I've, I've literally this morning gone, okay, I wonder what's happening in the gaming world. What's, you know, what's happening right now? Dude, I kid you not, literally the last few days, Super Mario Brothers, the original game, Nintendo, which mm. was like 1985, has just sold and broken another record, sold for 2 million big ones, mate. Shut I mean, up! What is, ha- what is happening? Shut what is up! happening? Why is Mario's worth so much money right now? He's <laughs> getting people kicked out. I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed. But that, can you imagine just oh, earning that, right? And maybe, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know anything about the, the owner, but imagine just digging through your loft, going in your attic or whatever, and just picking something out that's worth that yeah. sort of money. It's like winning the lottery, but just from being a gaming fan. Do you know what's worth, man? I actually watched them. Um, there's, that, there's that TV show, I think it's Porn, porn Shop, that people come in and kind of like in, in Vegas and kind of show these kind of weird and wacky yeah. things they're trying to like, trying, you're trying to sell. And I actually watched an episode crazily last week where a guy brought in this exact same game in like top tier condition. Right. And there's a couple of things that I was like, 
that went through my mind. So this guy's brought it in, right? And a lot of you know, a lot of uh, games are worth a lot of money if they're still in. Obviously, their cellophane package they haven't been touched. That's the game changer. Internally. That's the game that's, changer. That's yeah. the game changer. But apparently, with with Mario One, there is a. I think there's literally a handful of them that were not in cellophane, but just sealed by a sticker, like a single sticker. Right. And they're the ones that are the absolute next level yeah. big time cheddar ones is right? that like so that, that that mario the, the nintendo seal sticker is it that pretty much pretty, yeah. so that, that get, all nintendo's have like the official nintendo seal the gold seal that everyone knows but this is kind of like a special sticker version that only like a handful of places had Ooh. and so they're really sought after and this guy it makes you think what this guy's mindset was when he when he got this thing way back in the day and he was like i'm gonna buy this game so in in 30 years from now or more than that you know in yeah 35 years from now i can go and try and sell it for a lot of money like it like the, the logic that. behind that blows my mind. Yeah, but Sav, what's out right now? What is it that we should be buying right yeah, now and thinking about it's going to be worth a fortune in 35 years' time? I really need to be getting my head screwed on here and thinking about what it is. Mate, I know, I know. Do you know what? I, I mean, we talked last week about Charizards yep. and, the, and, and the Pokemon cards, mm-hmm. and which um, kind of you lost your mind a little bit thinking, what happened? Because yep. you have one, which is bonkers. Um, oh, do you want to? Uh, I've got an update on that, by the way. Oh, go on, go on, go on, go on. So, my Pokemon uh, Charizard card, I found it in my loft. I got it out. Um, you know, you told me that it was worth £35,000, so of course. <laughs> okay, all right, let's just chill out for a second. I didn't say, it's worth thirty-five grand. I was like, it, it can be worth upwards of like 350 k but it depends on the condition. Well, Just uh, making all, that disclaimer. All I can tell you is, ever since that conversation, I spent a lot of time, you know, <laughs> perusing the internet, looking for yachts, fat Cuban cigar in my mouth, puffing away. Um, I put a picture Obviously, of, I'm there as well. Obviously, you're right. Oh, mate, you're sitting right next to me. We split the money. You know, you told me what? about it. Okay, thanks. Yeah, we'll split. I mean, you're not going to be that excited in a minute. Um, okay. And then I put a picture of it on, on Twitter and I say, guys, how much is this worth? And a bit of an expert comes back to me and he says, it's not graded. It's not first edition. It's worth 100 quid. Oh, mate. So I thought for 100 quid, I'm keeping it for the memory. Dude, 100%. I think, I think my, my, if you put it in like a cellophane little packet now. It's it is, yeah. It's in a cellophane. Okay, Maybe okay. in 35 years, it'll be worth like 100 grand, you know? Mate, you never know. This is it. So this, the Mario thing with, with this game, I think that what's happened is in the last, obviously the 1.5 million thing happened with Super Mario 64 and yeah. now these games are getting a lot of like, there's a lot of collectors out there kind of seeing the value in these things. Mm-hmm. And apparently, according to the article I read, this guy, this person that's bought this, bought this copy of this game for 2 million, yeah. apparently they are a very high-end, renowned um, buyer of like video game like um, museum like style stuff like, oh, like collectible right. okay. really specific stuff which I think is why someone's paid two mil for this yeah um, because I think obviously you know we, we've seen it before you, know, you, see, you hear like things like you know the original Star Wars you know figures if they're in their packaging from like mm-hmm. Lucasfilm releasing them way back in 77 whatever they're worth a fortune and I think everything's going to have its life cycle I think hype is a big thing around it I think right now it's like it's like cryptocurrency isn't it it's like yes. know, suddenly there's a spike in like interest and was like oh i must get on it and suddenly it peaks massively and that's what happened with pokemon it's that happened with video games as well so it's uh it's i just find it I, I find it fascinating that there are people out there willing to spend that level of money on video games like oh, i struggle to spend more than six quid on a bottle of wine in asda so i can't ever imagine <laughs> I, I'm, and I, i'm weird with wine as well because i make sure that i only buy wine if it's if it's been knocked down i'm getting that's it. good value for my money Oh, mate, you, you look for the rollback, right? And, and oh. you know, if it's two quid less than retail, yeah. I'm taking it home. But yeah, two mil on a video game. I mean, if you've it got just, the money, fair play. 
if you've got the money, I mean, if you this is the thing, I have to put my 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 head in the mindset of someone who's not only got two million lying around. That's all their money. Yeah. They're probably very very wealthy, like hundreds of millions, like if not billions, right? Yeah. So you know that that's that's you know, for them is is affordable. They can kind of they can they can justify it. Yeah. When you've got everything, when you've got the yacht, when you've got the the mansion, when you've got the, mm-hmm. the you know the kind of I don't know island if you want the rocket ship. You can then start investing in things like this because you think I want that and I want I want everything I want the best of everything. So the thing I, is, I, I kinda... it's it's also it, it, it's kind of like buying real estate, isn't it? In the sense that you know it's not necess- it's not going to fluctuate in value that much. If anything, it's only going to go up as the years go on. So it's yeah. like, you're never going to take a loss from it. You might struggle to find another man crazy enough to spend two mil on a Super <laughs> Mario game, but in theory, it shouldn't drop in value. Mate, I, I, I'm totally with you. I mean, I, yeah. what's cool as well, actually, is talking about Mario. Um, and you sent me an article this morning, which I thought was really cool, actually, about like yeah. they're, they're making a Mario movie, which I had no idea was happening. I didn't. And I think it's time. I mean, the, the, the article I sent you was about a certain character that might be coming back. I don't really know much about the character itself, but I'm just super excited about a Super Mario film coming out. Do you remember the one that came out? I think it must have been maybe the late 80s or early 90s with those. With the, it was like a real life Mario film. Do you remember that? Yeah, mate, how could I not? There were the Goomba. Do you remember that? Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> it so it was so shit. Like it was like <laughs> it was like so like there are movies that you watch and go, oh, that was crap. But you yeah. watched it and went, this is as a kid, even then I was like, Dad, this is absolute, like, this is absolute shit. Like, what what are we watching here? Dennis Hopper, God rest his soul, playing um, was it I think he was he wasn't was he Bowser or is he was kind of like the bad guy in the movie? Yeah. I mean, I mean, Bob Hoskins got, got you know, yeah, uh, Rip as well. Like, you know, Bob Hoskins has gone as Mario. But, I mean, the film was just so mental. I mean, <laughs> obviously, they were capitalizing on the success of it. But they did it in such a stupid way. I just think what I'd like to see with a Mario film, right, it's, it'd be kind of like, do you know, Detective Pikachu. And, yep. and then we had... So I haven't that- seen it. So I haven't seen it. Oh, it's good. I, I, I would recommend it. And then you had like the, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie where, you know, it's, it's real life, but then you have the animated character. I would love to see like a real life film, but Mario is in it in that sort of vibe. Just like he's the only mm. animated character within it. Or you do something like Space Jam where you have like, because I just don't want to see human Mario, you know? I've just got him in my mind how I yeah. want to see him. It's like when they when they release that Sonic the Hedgehog early trailer and everybody just shit all over the design of the Sonic. Do you remember yeah, that? Oh, but, but I'm so glad they did because they changed it and it looks way better. Look, like, and, Jim so Carrey, much better. and Jim Carrey, by the way, as Dr. Robotnik, under, underrated, if you ask me. Thought he was great. Uh, the other night I was flicking through and I saw that Dumb and Dumber 2 had come on. And obviously the first one's an absolute classic. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a must-have in any collection. And I, I never saw the second one. I was like, oh, I'll put this on five minutes. Oh my God, it was horrendous. Yeah. There, was, there was a gag about them trying to find one of their best mates from back in the day. Mm-hmm. And they went to their best mate who they haven't seen for all these years, his parents' house, and were like, where is he? Is he coming out to play? And they were like, he died. Oh yeah, And they were like, that. oh, oh no. And they were like, you killed him. And I was like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> what am I watching? What is this film? It was, but, it was dumber than dumber, wasn't it? It was crazy. God. Oh my God, it was so mad. So apparently they bring back Spike, who mm. is the foreman in Mario wrecking crew yes um back in 85 that's right I mean, i'm not really that familiar as well with the, with the character but the thing that does excite me a lot actually is the fact that it's actually being produced i think by illumination who made all the despicable me movies right 
which oh, okay. I That's think good. is, uh, and it, they made Life of Pets, The Grinch. We're used to the kind of Disney way of doing things, or Pixar, or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Illumination, where yeah, it was kind of Shrek and like DreamWorks back, I guess, in like, the '90s and stuff. But yeah. now Illumination are kind of doing this new kind of. They're doing their thing, and I quite like it because it is a bit more adult in a way. It's a bit more kind of like for it's adults. It's going to well. be good because I think it's going to be great. The thing is, Nintendo just don't put their name to bad stuff. They just don't, and and you know. We can talk about the, the maybe in the early nineties they did, and, and you know we can talk about the the Game Gear or whatever. No, not the Game Gear. What was it called? Um, Virtual Game Boy. Boy. Game. Oh, Virtual, Virtual Boy. Yeah. What? <laughs> what a sinking ship that was. Yeah, it was. But nowadays, because they're just they're doing so well, and and they only put their name to good stuff. So you've got to believe that when this film comes out, it's going to be a banger. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think I mean you're right. I mean, obviously, uh, you said about them not you know, you know not putting the name too much. Obviously, they sponsored the last season mm. of this. Podcast, see, they know what's so. good. They know what's good. You know what I mean? They know what's good. Just seeing, just, just seeing. But <laughs> <laughs> I think even if you, I mean, we know that there's going to be an, an, an uncharted film coming out, and I think it's hilarious as well that Tom Holland, who's playing Nathan Drake in the movie, yeah, has come out and actively said, "I wasn't very good in it. Like we filmed it, I wasn't great in it. So, oh, no. you know, hope you enjoy it. It's like." Why you just don't come out and say that? The problem, you, you, you've been paid, brother. Like just, just I mean, let it come he's been out. Paid a, a lot of money, I'm sure. But you know, I mean, I'm excited for it anyway. Because I'm, I mean, I'm a huge adventure movie guy. I'll always watch anything, any anything that goes to like jungles and through like you know mountains and in, in, like, the Arctic. I isn't love it. what makes Uncharted good? Like the storyline, yeah, it's it's great. But what makes it really good is the fact that you are playing it and you are. Andrew Drake. No, Andrew Drake. What am I on about? What's his name? Who the hell is Andrew Drake? I think I went to a school with an Andrew Drake. It's definitely not him. Andrew Drake's my agent. But <laughs> Drake. Um... <laughs> I love you put him in the same category as Nathan Drake. Yeah, but Nathan Drake, you know, the character, that, what makes him so amazing is that you get to play as him and you're part of the cinematic experience. So yeah. whether or not it'll translate to the big screen, I'm interested, but I will definitely be going to see it. Yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's really good. I think, I think just don't come out and just, I mean, the, the, the thing is, I saw last night a lot of um, people that we know, including Stevie was online last week a lot of people that we know were at the um the free guy premiere, yes ryan, new, reynolds. Uh, ryan reynolds movie yeah people that we know people that have been in the, on the podcast like dan tdm appears in it um i yeah. think there's like jack septicize in it and a few others as well like actual kind of big time creators i think they're kind of little small parts yeah um and i mean when i had dan tdm on the show last season he was talking about how he is the voice of e-boy in wreck it ralph 2 and i was oh, like wow. Dude, can you imagine going to pixar for a second can you imagine going to pixar and recording a voice of a character that's going to live in like as like a Disney legacy forever. That is madness, mate. Yeah, that's like a dream. Um, I'm telling you, it's, just, it's another example. The fact that you know the, the premiere last night was just full of uh, esports personalities that we that we know, and uh, yeah, yeah. It, it just goes to show once again how big this industry is is growing day by day, and it's just yeah. becoming such a, a vital part of. Even just promoting films in 2021, you want to be getting streamers involved with it. You want to be getting some personalities that are involved in the industry involved with it. And it's exciting to see. I love it. I love to see the, the people we know and love going to these premieres and enjoying themselves. It's really cool. Yeah. Now, just to clarify for you guys listening as well or watching us uh, as well on, on, on YouTube, please make sure to do that and subscribe to Savage Situation Podcast. Just want to clarify and make it very clear yeah. that Ian and I... Could have gone to the premiere, but yeah, yeah. like, do you know what? Podcast to record yeah. in the morning. Yeah. You guys are more important. Let's bin that off. Let's bin off yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Mm. And let's just Because he invited us this. personally. Do you remember? We were going to go in his limo and stuff, <laughs> but like, you know, my suit wasn't dry cleaning time. So yeah, well, yeah, we, had well. VI, we had VIP passes. Yeah. Just, to, just, just the two of us and Ryan Reynolds. And we yeah. were like, do you know what? 
nah, mate. It was I'm a private not, not screen in, inside inside of his limo, but we just said yeah. we can't we can't do it. So maybe yeah, next it, time, you know, he, he can check us check our diary next time. What do you if reckon? We're, you know, if we're not busy, we could be busy doing this. Yeah, so yeah. who knows? Okay. Um, but obviously, yeah, mate. I mean, it, there's a lot. I mean, you, you're absolutely right. I think there's a lot going on right now in, in the kind of movie space because mm. viewership, uh, regardless, you know, I, I host a show called The First Hour on, on Jinx Esports TV that hosts on Sky and all that. To mm. get numbers for these things is so hard because. There's Barb data, which is kind of like a few, you know, ten thousand boxes around the country, like you know, register yeah. your demographic, what you're watching, and give you an idea of like you know who's watching. But online, you, you post any video, you can see right there and then the amount of views, how, who's watching it, stats, data, your age groups, demographic, like every bit of detail you need. So it's kind of like I totally get why yeah. they're kind of sending, okay, I guess, YouTubers, influencers, streamers, esports, because they're going to get them views. It's crazy. I mean, I I worked at a local TV station for four years. And um, I was originally came in as a reporter, ended up running the thing by the end of it before I left to go uh, full-time freelance and, and pursue the dream. But um, it's fascinating. It's a fascinating world that's that's really changing. Um, and, it, yeah. and, and you can't see how these uh, big broadcasting companies and stuff are going to be able to keep up with it unless they translate and, and transition, sorry, into the online world. Because like you said, if you're a broadcasting um, company and you are looking for advertisers, you're going to struggle because, like you said, if you go on a Twitch streamer's channel and they've got 100,000 viewers, you know they're there. You can see them live and, and in person. You know yeah. the demographic that you're, that you're targeting. Everything's so much easier online at the minute. So, you know, and I, I don't watch TV anymore. Don't tell anybody, you know, any of my potential yeah. employers. I mean, I won't lie. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a Love Island addict, but don't tell anyone. I like, woke up in the, anyone. I fell asleep watching Get Smart on ITV2. Yeah. I mean, mate. I think everyone fell asleep watching Get Smart. I just—it's <laughs> always Steve Carell. Like Steve Carell, and I love The Rock. Um, Brilliant. But I fell asleep Brilliant. watching it, and I, and I woke up uh, at like twenty past nine or something, and it was the first time I've ever seen Love Island um, this new season, and it was some sort of an argument between a guy called Teddy and some girl, and mm. I couldn't hit the off button quick enough. I'm so mate. sorry, but I was just like, what even is this? They, they, do you know what? I mean, I, I, so I, I, I'll get, there are probably a lot of people listening who are thinking, don't talk about Love Island. I don't care. Yeah. I'm going to be really quick, really quick here. Okay. You better Basically, be Basically, this season, <laughs> this, I'll do like a, the 30 second challenge you do with the games at the end of the show. I'll try and do that, but sum up Love Island. All right, let's go. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, so basically, uh, Love Island now, um, compared to other seasons, it was all about kind of trying to find love and trying to support that back. This season, they actively, the ones that, that, they, that some of the guys fooled around with, they brought back into the villa to come face to face with the girls that they'd chosen that weren't them and then had secondary dates like where the girls could get together on their own and just gossip about what their partner had done with them in this film. They've never ever done that and they also kind of like they were really they feel like you were, they're really trying to Do you, you know, know what? Sam, create drama man. It sounds like my worst nightmare. <laughs> what? Don't knock it till you tried it. You tried it for five seconds. Fine. But, uh, 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 you know, no, listen, okay, you're I'm, not alone. Come on now. They're, they're pretty much the entire country is watching it. So maybe I should it, give it a spin. I was on a stag do and it was at the end of the stag do this weekend. Um, and How we're was all, it? How was it? Was it good? Yeah, it was great. It was, it was a bit wild, but it was, it, was, it was great. I needed it. But I was, um, I was sat having breakfast on the final morning and I walk in and everyone is talking about Love Island, how they can't wait to get home and watch Love Island. And I'm thinking, what is going on? <laughs> we're a bunch lads. of 30 odd year old men sitting there talking about how they can't wait to get and watch Love Island. Oh, so maybe mate. I should give it a spin tonight. Get away from, I, I don't know if I yeah. can handle it. Whoa, I was going to say, when you guys were together, were you chatting about all the craziness in football right now? We should oh, talk about the transfers. And okay, let's talk about, should we talk about Jack? We have to talk about Jack Arielis, yeah. We have let's to. talk about it because I am... I'm, I respect it because I think anybody who can live the rest of their life saying that I was bought 
in any way, shape, or form for a hundred million, then you've done something right. Yeah. However, it's stupid money, isn't it? I mean, come on, mental. Now. It's it's a ridiculous, ludicrous amount of money for a player that has still got a lot to prove in my eyes. And yeah. I'm not claiming to be some sort of a, a football expert here, but you know, we saw him. Was it in the Community Shield? I think he came on and, and had a bit of a uh, had a bit of a spin, um, and you know, yeah. he, he didn't do much. And it just made me. I was just looking at him, thinking, "My God, there is so much pressure on you right now." Um, I think he'll be able yeah. to handle it, but to have that price tag on you coming into a club such as Man City, it's a big ask. Big ask. Do, you, do you know what I think? I think for and I completely agree. I think I think pricing for players and you guys who are listening, watching, might not be necessarily football fans. Obviously, Ian and I are big sports guys. So we thought you know on the podcast we'll talk about all, a whole bunch of stuff which interests us, and this is a thing as well which kind of blows our mind because yeah. after the Euros um, this summer, where you know everyone was tout, everyone was really bigging up how how amazing a player Jack Grealish was or is, and it's absolutely true. Like the guy's been at Aston Villa since he was six years old. You know, he's played like the last couple of like twenty. Uh, 18 years there or whatever it is mm-hmm. and kind of you know a club at Villa which is a decent club but it's gone between Premiership and Championship back and forth yep. um, He's he has been a talisman for the club you know like Harry Kane is for Spurs to a degree that's a whole other story but you know he's he's this guy who's always been there like a stalwart of this football team yep. um, suddenly he's then being thrown into the, the Premier League champions who got into the Champions League final who regularly take home trophies who have a manager who is arguably the best or one of the best there is yep. around some of the best players from Kevin De Bruyne to, I don't know, to uh, you've got Sterling and yep. uh, you know, Phil Foden, a lot of the starting players in the Euros for England mm-hmm. and other countries as well. Suddenly he's another one of the stars amongst many other very, very good Listen, players. Listen, bro, the 100, mil, and 100 million and you're not, yeah. even, you're not even guaranteed to play really. When you actually, yeah. when you actually think about this squad, you're not guaranteed a spot week in, week out. No, no, you're not. And I think that's that's the, that's the interesting thing is it will be how is he going to get because obviously a villa he week in, week out, the guy, the guy is gonna play, regardless yes. of whatever happens, he's gonna yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. But suddenly here he is in a team where I think he will play a lot to justify the price tag Absolutely. because players people want to see him. But yeah. already I've seen loads of footballers come out on socials and be like, Oh, uh, is it really gonna be like this every game that, that Grealish is booed every time he touches the ball? Mate, probably. It's football. Like, you know, he's a hundred million pounds. A lot, it's a working class sport. A lot of people that watch football will never see a million pounds, never mean a hundred million for a person to play for a club. So there's a lot of pressure. And obviously being now the most expensive player in the Premier League, you know, know, outgunning Pogba now. Mm -hmm. um, Comes with its pressures. Comes comes with its pressures. It comes with pressures. It does. And I think from what I've seen of, of, of the player, I think that he's got what it takes to handle those pressures. I think it, I, I, yeah. really, I really think that he does, but you know, it, it's not down to him at the end of the day. Like he didn't put the price tag on him. You know, it was all no. down to it was all down to Villa. It was down to agents and and all that sort yeah. of stuff. And uh, all he can do is go and do his best and like you know and enjoy it. You know, create a yeah. legacy for yourself and and enjoy the fact that you you're worth that. When you lay, lay your head on your pillow at night <laughs> and you think man's worth hundred mil, like that's probably got to be a good feeling. And you know, if you're a Villa fan right now. You've got to be buzzing. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah it's sad. Yeah, for, for a lot of, you know, he did say at one point in an interview that he commits his future to uh, to Villa. But all players say that when they're, when they're enjoying their time at a club. And then when, when a, a club like, like the Champs Man City come in and say, listen, let's let's bring you in um, for that sort of money, who you'd be mad to say no to it, wouldn't you? So, 
Oh, totally. I think one of the things, you know, I love the fact as well, Villa on the same day they sold Grealish, brought in Danny Ings from Southampton, because obviously the striker who's played for Liverpool can guarantee goals. Yes. He's going to bang him in each season. For sure. Um, and so, you know, they brought back the same day they sold Grealish, they brought him in. So it's like, it's almost like we know that he's, after the Euros, he is at his his hottest right now in terms of price. If someone comes in and gives us a lot of money for him, we've got take to take it. it. Um, now, the thing is, the thing, the reason I think as well, that he is as popular as he is, is down to the fact that he has got swagger. Yeah. A lot of players that you see, I mean, I mean, we all watch football. Some of the interviews, some of the people that the art, it's not the most, there's not the most amount of charisma or personality a lot of, a lot of players. Correct. And yeah. that sounds terrible, but it is a fact, man. And so it's a thing. So you see a player like Grealish, who people have, you know, they say he's comparable to Gaza or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he's got like this kind of like, you know, even, you know, George Best. I mean, obviously, they had their own demons, the two of them, not saying the Grealish will have, but what I'm saying is they have this kind of personality, this kind of, you want you want to see them and what they have to say, regardless of whatever comes out of their mouth. They have this kind of like appeal for anybody because they're kind of, they're, they're so relaxed, but so good at what they do. That yeah. You kind of, you can't help but be in awe of how they hold themselves and how they go about business. Yeah. You know, he's the most expensive player in the country. And it's a bit like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's just really good to have the opportunity. It's like, you're the most expensive player in the country, dude. Yeah, uh, yeah. What, what's happened? It's, and I think that's what's the appeal is. Well. I think I think it makes a big difference. I like him. I think he's great, and I and I yeah. wish him the best. Can I just pick up on something? I've noticed this before, right? Mm. Sav, you're a you're a British man, right? And oh, I'm, a, I'm actually I'm actually if I'm honest with you, yeah, I'm actually half Polish. Are you? I'm half I'm half Polish. Yeah, grandparents, mum's side, both fully Polish. Okay, mum anglicised. But I think, actually, I think it makes me get a third Polish. So I'm learning. I'm learning about you. But what yeah. I love is, right, you say every word in English ex- accent except for the word man. When you say man, you say man. Man? man? I say man? You say it's a- man. <laughs> I don't say man. Man. So you say, say, man. Uh, say just say it to me. How are you doing, man? How are you doing, man? Oh, no, you didn't do it that time. How are you doing, man? How are you oh, doing, man? Oh, oh, do I say man? I go, how are you doing, man? Yeah. Like that. You say man. Do I really? Yeah. Hey. You know what? I used to, I, 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 and I, I, my mates rinse me for this because I always say, um, I, yeah, because when I was younger, I was 19, I, I lived in Florida for a year working for Disney and Disney World. It's oh, a whole yeah. other story for a different podcast. Yeah, for a different, for a different time. It was, it was sick, mate. Big, big, biggest, most insane year of my life. It was, and I will, it, it we've got to talk crazy. about that another time. I right? would, I would, mate, and it, and it, it goes, I've thought about writing a book because it was that mad. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, you know, with, with, with this year, I was working in Florida. Yeah. I definitely, I remember after being there for like a month, you picked up some Americanisms, around, did you? Dude, I was actually fully speaking in an American accent. I don't know why I was doing it. I was 19. And I was like, hey, what's going on, man? Really? No way. And they're like, oh, are you English? I was like, yes, I am. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, That's yeah, funny. Yeah. You see, Thinking, there are the different f- types of people. There are di- it's weird. I don't know what it is, but like, I've never lost my whole accent, no matter where I've lived. You know, I lived in London for a few years, lived in Nottingham. Yeah. I lived in... It's just stuck with me. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But... Um, but yeah, I like man. it. I like the balance we have here as well. I Southern like the balance. Kind of a, technically, I guess a northerner. Yeah. Well, uh, listen. We ba- this... ba- back to just just back to football, right? We could talk yeah, yeah, about yeah. we could talk about Lukaku, which, which, I'm, which I'm really excited about. But I really want to focus Mentally, my yeah. I want to focus my energy right now on, on Lionel Messi, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because another big name. Um, it's a really sad story, I think, and so sad, man. It is because. <laughs> Did you just say man? I like it. <laughs> he said it. He said it English this time. But like, so said man. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so Messi is the goat. Like, is is, oh, is the greatest class. of all? Is is, is world class? I'm gonna be honest, out Ian. I mean, this is gonna divide a lot of people's opinions. Yeah. If I had to choose between Messi and Ronaldo, yes. 
Whoa. Mate, I'm Whoa. There's two different if I had to if I had to choose a player. Whoa. Um This better begin with an M and end in a C. Uh yeah. Mistiano Canaldo. Um <laughs> No, I I I I do you know what I I I find it very hard. As a, as a United fan as well, obviously said Ronaldo at the club for a while. Yeah. Um I, I, there's play. I think that Messi is he is on another level. Like he is a god amongst men when it comes to being a talented, skillful, world class footballer. Yep. But Ronaldo, I think personally, can change a game on a penny. Yes. In terms of like his prowess in the box, what he does in the air. What mm-hmm. he, I, I think there's there's a it's a really hard debate. But Messi, there's no there's no denying he is probably the best of all time. I only wanted to see Messi anywhere else uh, other than Barcelona if it was in the Premier League. And that was for mm. purely selfish reasons. I mean, the man's now in his what in his mid thirties. Like, I'm sure he's got a good few years left in the tank, and I'm sure he can do some amazing things for PSG. But it's not where I don't, I don't think anybody really wanted to see him in Paris. They, they just happen to be the only team that can can afford him. So I feel like it's sad that he doesn't get to end his illustrious career um, in Spain. And I also think it's just sad that they couldn't afford him. Um, you know they couldn't figure out a way to make it work, and you could see in that mm. press conference when he had when he was crying that oh, he didn't he didn't want to leave. So like I was excited when it came when when there was the rumors going around that oh Messi is about to become a free agent. Where's he going to go? Or, or he's leaving Barcelona and stuff. Because I'm sitting there thinking as a you know as an English football fan, what are the chances? Is there any chance that he would come over here with for terrible weather? Um, you know, average <laughs> well, football they, grounds, <laughs> arguably at some Premier League stadiums. And I'm thinking, is there any chance he's going to come? Uh, and no, he goes to Paris. There's, there's, a, there's a few factors here. Obviously, the Premier League is, is renowned for being, it's a tough, tough league, if not yeah. the world, one of the world's best. And it's, 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 it's a strongly big, you know, big center halves, big players who, you know, for a player of his size and stature, yeah. they, they would try and tear him up. It'd be, you know, there'd be a, someone who plays for someone like, I don't know, for Watford, who'd be like, right, well, this is my opportunity to absolutely smash him. Mm-hmm. I want to smash Messi. You know, and that's, you know, that, that's just <laughs> the English mentality. But at the same time, like, I think it said a lot, um, the fact that he, obviously he's being paid, what, 35 million euros a year? Something yep. crazy like that, yep. which is a lot of money. And, and you, clubs like United could pay that money. But when you've just signed Jane Sancho and you've yes. just signed, you know, Varane, players that you, you know are going to enhance the squad in other ways. Yeah. Bringing in a Messi is is to work him into a lineup when he is kind of at that point in his career is, is difficult to do. Yeah. You saw that the night before he announced he was going to PSG, he was out having dinner with like um, I think it was Neymar and some of the some of the big players who yeah. uh, I think it was like um, Verratti was it? There's a bunch of players that he was going out with Angel Di Maria. That's another thing. The memes online are really funny. The fact that you know how FIFA pack openings ultimate team. Yeah, and you kind of see you know next this season of FIFA 22, you're going to be like PSG. Argentinian right wing yeah. Angel Di Maria really. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 right. yeah, and it's going to be like ah you know, it's really funny but yeah I think you, you saw him kind of going out for dinner with these guys he obviously knows a lot of them a lot of, yeah. there's a lot of South American players in the squad so he has that kind of um, you know that that vibe that he's going to be getting on with a lot of them you know they just signed Sergio Ramos but the team like PSG looks like a, a ridiculously hot oh, team right now they're going to kill it like they're, they're great they're the magnificent yeah. squad now Compared to you know, um, comparably to um, you know La Liga, which has got a lot of lot of very strong teams, yeah. obviously that that League One doesn't or League One doesn't have that in France, but there are only a, a few teams that are going to challenge PSG for the title each year. Whereas yeah. I think that in I think in you know we're seeing now that Atletico Madrid and Barcelona and Real Madrid and a bunch of others are really kind of excelling now in in the different leagues. So I think the league we find it Champions League is where it's gonna, he's going to have to shine. 
everyone's going to be looking at him thinking, okay, Messi, what are you bringing to the party? It's exciting. I want to see how he closes out his... I mean, uh, we might not even see him close out his career there. He might go one more place maybe afterwards. But I am excited to see what the back end of Messi's career looks like outside of Barcelona. So... and they're, and they're guilty, uh, yeah, it's charged for just spending too much money. Mm. What, I mean, they, they had a, like a list the other day of spending hundreds, like literally like hundreds of millions of euros on players, yeah. just like chucking money at them. And obviously they're going to come because A, it's Barcelona, yeah. and B, it's a lot of money. And you've been, you know, and now they kind of seem like they, they can't fully sign on like Aguero or Wijnaldum, these players, because they can't afford to pay their wages. You're like, that is absolutely criminal that you've let a guy who, who, who was crying on a podium saying, I don't want to go. Yeah. Your greatest player ever, arguably. You've broken my heart by not letting me stay because you've just messed this up too much. It must be gutting for for him and for his family and for everyone because he's he was he obviously as, as him you probably want to be a one man club right I think he was willing to drop his wages about fifty percent as well to make it work and um, they they just couldn't figure it out so it's uh, yeah. It's a sad story, but also it's, it, it, it leads to more intrigue. I don't think anybody was really intrigued that much by Messi at Barcelona. We just knew he was going to do well. So, but I think it gives us, as football fans, something to look out for and be excited about to see how yeah. he performs in a different shirt. So. And, and after that battering to Bayern Munich, I think it was like 7-1 on aggregate last season, I think it yeah. was, like in the semis. I mean, dude, I mean, they're, they're, they're a team that needs to change a lot. There's a lot. Sure. I mean, United had the same thing a few years ago. You had to have a big, tra- you know, when Fergie left, had to have a big overhaul because players are aging. You need to change things up completely and, and you know, Barcelona are going through a, a transitional phase and this is definitely going to affect them but yeah. it could give young players and they've got a lot of them who are very talented a chance to actually play um, you know, and get in the first team now which is good um, for sure mate, mate talking of intriguing stories mm. I came up with an absolute beauty this morning um, this is this is the headline and I found this earlier on I woke from a coma into a fortnight obsessed world a guy <laughs> what in 2018 was rushed into hospital to have yeah. life saving surgery complications he woke up in mid-April um, a month later, and uh, he rem- um, one of the first things he remembers someone saying to him is, "Does he play Fortnite?" It's one of the first things because Fortnite came out, I think, in 2018, around that ton of time. What? 2017-18, and apparently he's had to kind of he's had a lot of medical complications, and he's woken up from this coma, and all people talk about to him is Fortnite. <laughs> Like, he's like I'm more of an RPG fan I love playing Final Fantasy what's happening with that and everyone's like mate nothing matters it's just Fortnite now what was the was it was it a game that was being played sorry when, when he went into the coma or yeah so, so, so the Fortnite came out and from what I can, from what I can take here Fortnite came out um, he went into uh, a coma and he was like you know that around the time that it was all kind of kicking off right he came out of the coma about a month later disoriented everyone's talking about Fortnite and he's like what have I missed because that's when the game kind of, I guess, kind of came out around that time or something rather. Um, yeah. And he, I think this guy worked in the gaming industry and he says that he got home in July 2018, went back to work in August 2018, but only three years later, he played his first full round of Fortnite. As if, like, it sounds like he's a bit like, I just didn't want to touch it because that's all people talked about and it was weird to me. Yeah. I think about this coma, this would be a thing. I thought, what a mental thing. So come out of like a, you know, I mean, to be in a coma, I can't even imagine what no. life must be like coming out of one and suddenly being... Copus Mentis again and being like, uh, what's been happening? Yeah, oh, mate. I mean, did you watch the um the Ariana Grande Fortnite event, by the way? No, I didn't see Dude, that. It was mad. So, I don't, so for any Fortnite fans, we talked about Fortnite a bunch on the podcast already. Obviously, we left a couple of weeks ago as well. But for Fortnite fans, uh, people that don't know about Fortnite, obviously, every once in a while during seasons now, they have they have the clout and the obviously the kind of like the, the ability to create these insane experiences. Yeah, uh, kind of these concerts in a way. 
Um, I talk about this as well because I'm, I'm luckily I'm back at M- FNCS this weekend. You know, it's, it's going to be it's going to be sick, and this is all kind of part and parcel of like the kind of evolution of of the game this season, season seven. Yeah. And um, last uh, I think it was last season. I mean, they have, they've had Marshmallow before do like a live DJ set. They've had a uh, Travis Scott, which did a live gig, and it was ridiculous. Yeah. Like if you haven't seen it, check it out online. It was amazing. And this week um, they have this thing called the Rift Tour. Uh, well, ultimately, it was a kind of like a Ariana Grande, like 10 minute live concert, this kind of like, you know, kind of immersive experience. It was pretty dope, dude. Like, it was pretty amazing. Mate, like, Fortnite, to see, oh, man. Fortnite isn't going anywhere, is it? No, when, when you no. think you've got names like the, one of the biggest pop stars in the world, Ariana Grande, involved with it, and some of the biggest stars ever getting involved within the game, like, you know, LeBron, like we spoke about being on there. It's just, yeah. it's just getting bigger and bigger, and they make all the right players to maintain relevancy as well. Mate, they totally do. I think I think that's the that's the that's a really good point actually. I think games now we've seen in the last kind of like um, I'd say the last kind of ten years really. You've seen a lot of like famous actors, yeah. have come in and done voiceovers for famous characters and or, or done voiceovers in games. You're like, oh no, that's that dude. I remember a few years ago, um, I there was a, a kind of like I think it was like an RTS game that came out. Yeah. And the chap who plays the janitor in Harry Potter, the older guy, yeah. I can't get his name. Do you know the one with the cats? I know who you mean, yeah, yeah. That guy. Um, uh, let me have a look. I'll try and find his name. So um, he basically um, came into a studio that I was at to do a voiceover for a game. And I was like, no way. And obviously the guy was in like Game of Thrones. David Bradley, that's his name. David okay, Bradley. right, yeah, yeah. Uh, so David Bradley, um, he played Argus Filch uh, mm-hmm. in the in the series, uh, and he also played Walter Frey in Game of Thrones. That's it. And I was like, here's this dude who I know from movies who's come in to do a to do a voiceover for a game that was kind of like a I, I don't think it was a triple A AAA massive one, but it was like, dude, this guy's like a like a big time star to a degree. Yeah. And from that, you've obviously got like you know even bigger uh, guys have lent their kind of and uh, guys and girls have lent their kind of voices to kind of like major characters and games. But I think now as well, like we're seeing celebrities, as you mentioned, like the LeBrons and Arianas, who who not yeah. aren't necessarily that associated with gaming, no. but see this massive opportunity. That's what it because, is. Yeah, it's because because it's not it's not just about about like reach and about the kind of like the financial gain for them. It's about like this a whole new audience and on and riding on the zeitgeist of what is a what multi billion dollar industry now. I wonder if we'll ever get to a point where being the voiceover artist of a lead character in a huge video game release will carry the same weight as being the starring role in a Hollywood blockbuster. I think I think it probably will one day. Uh, uh, you know, I can imagine, you know, men like uh The Rock, I can imagine one day like being the star of a video game and and yeah. his voice uh, being lent to that. And you can see it as well with huge female uh, actors as well can get will be getting involved with it. And it's just going to keep growing, keep evolving. Mm. It's not going yeah. anywhere. It's getting bigger and bigger. And I, that's, that's the thing I'm, I'm, I think it's a really good point, actually. You compare it to like a kind of a Disney movie. You talk about Pixar movies earlier yeah. on, like, um, like Dan voicing a character. But imagine like, you know, you look now at like Frozen, whatever it might be, or I don't know, Dina Menzel's kind of doing the kind of the lead voice for for Elsa in that movie and she's yeah. a big Broadway star and made that transition to Hollywood movies there's there's no doubt Hollywood movie like because I think with Hollywood now we're seeing a lot more and more and dude I was reading up again about Indiana Jones 5 this morning I'm yeah. obsessed I'm literally obsessed and it just looks <laughs> it looks all kind of bad but at the same time like you see a lot of um, you know Hollywood stars now have come out um, I'm a big fan of Hot Ones you've watched Hot Ones online you yeah Hot Ones I have on? yeah dude so Matt Damon was on this week mm-hmm. and I was like dude Matt Damon 
Matt Damon was yeah. on um, this show and it was just like, wow, Matt Damon's on this internet chicken wing show. This is freaking amazing. They had big, big stars in the past, like yeah. Kevin Hart and such, but wow. And he comes on and, they, and, he, and he was asked a lot of good questions because um, Sean, who does the interviews, is so bloody good. He's so, the research is unbelievable. Yeah, he's awesome. And he was asking about um, about how to get like kind of like movies now over the line made in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And he, Matt Damon was saying like um, that there's now apparently studios have like a list an actual list of who's bankable and who's not star-wise right. and actor-wise. And unless these stars are in movies, they, they kind of will make or break whether or not they're going to get made. They yeah. kind of associate with these films, depending on their last kind of movie. But they, that kind of budget, they're kind of like, they're, they're shrinking and shrinking all the time. Like kind of the, the, the kind of like the amount of people that they're willing to bank on. Mm-hmm. And that's why we keep getting these crap remakes of movies. Yeah. And we're just like, we don't need this again. We've seen this thing. Why, why is it happening again? Yeah. Um, and I think, ergo, there's a transition there, 100% for actors to be like, you know what? I'm going to go be in a, yeah, in a video game. Yeah. Because yeah, Kiefer Sutherland, when he went to do that show 24, remember that? And everyone was like, yo, Kiefer Sutherland, he's, he's, doing, he's doing a TV show. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, things must be really bad for him. And now it's like TV is like the nuts. Like, that's where the money's at. Like yeah, Netflix, it's Amazon funny. Prime, the spanking I was stuff. watching uh, Entourage not long ago, and it was like, you know, the, the whole story behind... Uh, the characters within that is like, no, I don't want to do TV. I only want to do films. Like Johnny Drama is desperately trying to get away from the TV world. He wants to get into the film world. And it's flipped on its head. And and just speaking about actors and video games, like I know that Dave Bautista, you know, known as, as Batista in, yeah. uh, in the WWE world, was obsessed and still is obsessed about playing the lead role in a Gears of War movie. The, oh my god can you imagine that he pushes it all the time he wants to play Marcus oh Phoenix and it got to a sick he's, he's so oh, good mate, he'd kill it and then it got to a point where Gears put him in the latest game I don't know if you've played as him but uh, in Gears 5 you can play as Dave Bautista um, it, it, online and and, and it's it. it's quality and it's like, he's done all his voice acting for it and you can see how passionate he is about it Ice-T is another guy who's who's um, obviously a, a rap mogul, rap legend, who was a big part of um, uh, lots of TV shows over, over the time as well. And he became a voice within the Gears franchise at one point. I think he played Griffin and he he loved it. I remember watching him on YouTube years ago and he was uploading videos of himself getting these packages from the Gears team where he'd open up a Lancer and he'd be like, yo, check out my Lancer. This shit's dope. And I'd be like, I need a Lancer. But it's like, but it, it's just another example of like, you know, big time players that not necessarily you wouldn't think are synonymous with video games. They yeah. just love it and they live for it. Do you know what? Do you know what? I, I saw someone tweet the other day saying about, um, about uh, oh, what's your favorite PlayStation 2 game of all time? Yeah. And you just reminded me, oh, do you remember, do you remember Def Jam Fight for New Def York? Jam Vendetta as well. Def Jam Fight for New Bro. York. Yeah, banger. What a game! Ice T's on that, right? Ice T is on that. Dude, that's that's what that's what we think of it. Yeah, you got Ice T, Method Snoop, Man, Method Snoop, Man, yeah, Fat Joe, Exhibit, like some serious. That was stuff. made by the that same people. So I'm pretty certain it was made by the same people who made WWF No Mercy for the N64. I think. Yeah. So that's why it, that play style was just so pick up and playable. Like I loved it, and you could like throw like Fat Joe into a train and then like <laughs> in like in a subway station in Brooklyn. You could just you could just kick kick oh. the shit out of people and and almost kill them. But like and then they just come right back. It was so it was good. So Loved good. it. It came out. I remember, everyone was like, "We can play as like Snoop Dogg in a game." Like, this is this is sick. We need a new um, Def Jam ASAP. Oh, dude, honestly, it was it was so good. But I think I think that was a great opportunity for like a lot of like um, you know 
real life right rappers people to be in a video game yeah 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 like that we that we know you know and, oh, and, and, and love a lot I'm, you know? gonna kick, I'm gonna kick your ass <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna kick, I'm gonna kick your ass but i think that's the thing is i think i think we could see you know that could be a thing I mean, obviously we see a lot, a lot of crossovers now like street fighter or marvel you know versus capcom yeah you kind of bring it into kind of the street fighter universe is kind of combining with like the marvel space mm-hmm. so you, that, that's that's kind of like you know kind of ip related you know kind of like intellectual property would like you know bringing two together yeah. and fortnite does it a lot with like like you know we mentioned like the mandalorian or marvel whatever it might be yeah but that that's a really good point actually imagine imagine you had like a game this would be sick a bit like celebrity deathmatch right but oh, you've got like sure. meryl streep versus i don't know like anybody i love like this. the rock you could have like you could have like um hollywood stars are like in the game and you could have like them going head toe to toe. That'd be amazing. Do you know That'd what? Be well good. That's such a good idea. But like, yeah. act- but maybe you get the actors, like certain actors within a role in a film. So like, maybe you have like Hobbs and Shaw. Do you know the way you've got? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Statham and Rock, and then you bring. Oh, this is such a good idea. We we, we said it first. We yeah, we said it first. Said it first. We we have a hundred percent pan. You know, let us know on on in the comments uh, in in this uh, of this episode as well. Yeah. Who would make for great video game characters? Like, very, yeah. like great actors Which or actresses? Actor or actress do you want to fight as in a video game? Oh, All right. And, and, and Death Jam, Death Jam Vendetta style. And if yeah. anybody is listening who has anything to do with that franchise, please, I'm begging you to bring it back. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Like, I'm begging the fight, for, the fight for Hollywood. It's like Jeff Jam Fight for Hollywood, but like it's like, I mean, that would be so called the Fight for Hollywood. I love that. I would absolutely love that. That'd be so good. Um, I think that's that's the the thing. I think you're right. We're going back to the original point. We're going to see 100%. We're going to see more actors and actresses voicing main characters. They announced recently that that there's going to be a new, I think a Buzz Lightyear kind of like Toy Story spinoff, like a Buzz Lightyear show on, on Disney soon. But the thing that I thought was kind of mind-blowing was that they've chosen to use, of everyone they could have used, all these young, budding actors in Hollywood desperate for a break to kind of make it, they've chosen Chris Evans, Captain America, who's already had so much success as Captain America, as like, you know, know, uh, Johnny Flame, whatever it is, in in the Fantastic Four. I mean, those are a bit of a flop, but multiple movies. He's done tons of stuff. And they're, they're, rather than giving it a new a new person opportunity who yeah. could be the voice of his character, they're giving it to Chris Evans, dude. It's like, he's, 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 he's doing chance, it right. You know? Yeah, it's true. There's so many young, talented people ready to take on opportunities like that. Yeah. Um, but I, it's I, the I, case I, in all industry, sadly. Um, you go for the big names, it's just the way it goes. Yeah, it re- is absolutely right. But um, mate, this has been so much fun today. I've had a blast doing this. Like this has been so fun. I mean, this is the great thing about what this podcast we always set out to do is kind of bring you guys, because you guys who are listening may not necessarily be massively savvy in the world of games anymore. You may have kind of lost touch with what's going on. And um, I love to think we kind of talk about it in kind of a, a very kind of like, uh, to a degree, a bit of a, you know, we can give you a bit of education on what's happening to a degree, but not go into the, to the too deep. So it's a bit like, yeah, I have no idea what's, what's being said right now. This is kind of, what, no, what do you mean? It's, what do you mean? Uh, we just want it to, it just, we just, <laughs> We just wanted to feel like you sat chilling, chatting with your mates. I just want to say as well, if you've been watching the video of this on YouTube, uh, the light that I was using behind my camera in the studio just died. So I've just put the torch on my iPhone just to light my face up. Not like you even want to see me, but that's where I'm at right now. I've just got one last thing before we wrap up, Sam. Sounds like Blair Witch. Yeah, go ahead. Right? Def Jam Vendetta in 30 seconds for someone who's never, ever experienced it or played it before. Okay, um... Oh, is there a is there a plot? I don't remember the plot line. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do it th- thirty seconds. Yeah, you I'll, just I'll have to. You just explain what it is. Explain what the game is. All right, thirty okay, seconds. Okay. It, okay. Oh, I've got a clock here. 
And three, two, one, go! Def Jam Vendetta and Fight for New York, games that are synonymous with Def Jam Records. Think of all the different rappers from we mentioned, like Redman, Fat Joe, Mob Deep, Ice-T, Exhibit, you name it. All in this game as like Street Fighter-style characters. You go head-to-head, toe-to-toe. There's a bit of a narrative, but it's a bit mad. The main thing is you can choose your favorite rappers, go toe-to-toe and beat each other up. Special moves, you name it. It's it's the coolest thing ever. And that's pretty much the base. Oh, and you fight all over different kind of areas in New York, from subways to streets to kind of outside shops. It's amazing. Visually, brilliant. PS2. Do you know what? You you killed that. You absolutely met that. If I didn't even know anything about that game, I would have been like, okay, I know exactly what he's talking about there. So that was... This is it. It, Do you know what? Having done a few weeks now of this kind of 30 seconds thing, it's got to be quick. It's got to be... I I think that... Got to get to the point. because the thing is, you and I now, we're kind of yeah. on this page of, okay, we know how quick you need to be to the point and yeah. kind of get the kind of like, no time for the, the main play, beats brother. up. And then you had Stevie last week. Oh, and then you find a Weedle. It's like, <laughs> no one needs to know that, Steve. Just get onto the, the big stuff. Get you know, to it, brother. Yeah, I mean, but, Levin not even getting onto the main plot of Until Dawn, just basically saying what happened to the opening credits. It's just like, dude. I mean, I can't say anything, you know. I, I, I mean, we've all seen the Mario, the Mario Absolutely. narrative. But uh, hey, I listen, know. I just want to yeah. say again, um, I know that Savvy will wrap this up, but thanks to anybody. Thank you to you listening to our show. Um, we're getting fantastic guests on when we can. We've got some land up coming up on the horizon that we're really excited about. And once again, if you haven't checked out our previous episodes, go through the archives, check them out. We've got some good shows under our belt already, but thank you again for listening. You mentioned Entourage earlier. Mate, I 100% DM'd Jerry Ferreira. Good. From, turtle from Entourage. and went, mate, come on the podcast. So it might He happen. loves fight it night. He loves fight night. He loves fight night. You know, and, and, he, and apparently, rumor has it, he's a scout for New York Knicks' esports team. Okay, we like, need to get him on the show. We need to get him on, mate. Um, but as Ian said, thank you guys. Uh, wait, wait, out. wait. I've just thought. Do you know when you get into someone's Instagram DMs and then yeah. once you're there, you're there forever. So if you message someone again, if they've responded before, they get a notification. You know this? Yeah. Oh, I am okay. in the DMs of Doug Ellen, who is the creator and writer of the Entourage uh, TV show. Oh, get him on, mate. I want to talk to Entourage. I love that show. Do you want me to get him on or do you want me to ask him to get Jerry on? <laughs> Both? Is that selfish? Okay. At the, the same time? Sorry for um, interrupting. You wrap this up. Sorry. No, 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 mate, that's that's amazing. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, we want to say as well, big thing now, big drive. Um, please, if you can do, make sure to review this show with five stars and make a comment. The algorithm is, obviously we hear about YouTube algorithms and all yep. sorts of things now. Podcasts right now, particularly Apple Podcasts and Spotify, by leaving a review, like a five-star review, algorithm-wise, it bumps up the show up the database um, so that we get to more kind of more notoriety on the platforms, which yeah. will be so massively helpful. So like, please, please, please do that. I know it's, it's not a throwaway comment. It's really important that happens. And it, honestly, the support, the likes, the subscribe, everything you do is killer. We like absolutely you said, love it. One thing we love to see is when you hit that subscribe button, brother. You hit that subscribe button, brother. You hit that right. subscribe button, brother. And we, have, we haven't even talked about the fact that I think um, there's going to be a Chris Hemsworth Hulk Hogan biopic movie. That's, Do you know this? That's a talking point for another day, Oh brother. my God, it really is. Uh, make sure you come back, subscribe, and you'll so be notified fact, when that happens. I'll tell you what, so let, let me wrap this up. Seeing as you just brought up Hulk Hogan. You ready? Yeah. This, this is directly to you, the listener. Okay. What you gonna do, brother? When the Savage Situation Podcast runs wild on you, brother. That was so hot. I love that. That was fantastic, mate. <laughs> loved it, loved it, loved it. You went to... <laughs> that, was, that was another level of brilliant. I, fantastic. Thank uh, guys, thank you for watching. Uh, I look forward to seeing you soon. Subscribe, like, follow, and uh, please leave a comment. And we'll see you on the next one. Take care and Bye. goodbye for now.
A massive thanks to you guys for listening to this episode of the Savage Situation Podcast. It's been so much fun. Uh, do as well. Make sure to check out the YouTube videos. Mentioned this at the beginning. We have all these videos of the, the episodes on YouTube. We also have as well highlight clips. So make sure to check it all out. Savage Situation Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, on Instagram. You know, we want to grow this community as big as we can. And you guys have been so supportive so far and it's going to get bigger, better, faster, stronger. Thanks so much for listening. Take care and we'll see you next week. That's right, on the next one. Take care for now. Thank you and bye-bye. 